0: Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. I feel privileged to be able to podcast to you, to have this outlet where I can reach people no matter who you are or where you are. We hear a lot of privileges that certain people have that others don't. The privilege may not be the ones you think. A friend of mine is a commercial airline pilot. He was telling me how a colleague commented to him one day how he is a good example of white privilege. He obviously didn't know his background. Yes, he's white. His dad died at an early age. And as a young boy, he had to work hard on his family's farm so that his mom wouldn't lose the farm. They had no running water. He had to take care of the animals before going to school. He had a learning disability and so struggled in school. When he graduated from high school, he felt like he had no options, so he joined the military. And it was there that he was informed that he could join the Air Force if he wanted and apply to become a pilot. So that's what he did. And that's how he ended up when he left the military to be a commercial pilot. Did he get turned down for a job he was qualified for because he was black? No, he wasn't particularly qualified for any job. And there certainly weren't any well-paying jobs where he was out in the country. He had to find some way to support his mom. So what privileges did he have? Take a moment to think, what privileges did you have that he didn't have growing up? Maybe you had the privilege of having a dad at home all through your teen years who wasn't yelling at you and calling you a loser on the daily. Not a privilege I had. But I'm not complaining. I had a lot of privileges growing up in a white middle-class urban family. What I'm really interested in is seeing how some people went from being in a position without some particular privileges and how they overcame those hardships and the differences between those who did and those who didn't. I'd like to see how we could increase that number of people who do manage to get past those hardships and those underprivileged positions. It doesn't seem to me that the difference between those who do and those who don't was the availability of particular government programs. In whatever situation we're in, we can thank God for the privilege of him having us born In the 21st century. In recent decades there's been a higher percentage of people getting out of poverty than ever in history. I'm sure we can each thank God for many other privileges we've had growing up and enjoy the level of abundance he's given us so far and many other privileges that we could list. And then we could thank God for the hardships that we've had to endure, that have made us stronger, made us who we are today. And in prayer, we can ask what purpose He has for us, how we can create for Him, with Him. We can ask God what He has for us to do, how we can build something enduring in this world and for the next. We can listen to God's answers. And watch out for opportunities in front of us to take the next step. I think it's essential to take time out from time to time to think about the words we use. Words like privilege, freedom, rights. We need to be careful what philosophy these words are reflecting and what world these words are creating. Let's take a moment to look at a few words in Scripture. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So you want to know the will of God for your life? That's it. Pray all the time, thank God all the time, and rejoice all the time. It obviously doesn't mean do nothing except be on your knees with your hands folded in your prayer closet. It's telling us our mindset that we need to have when we're doing anything else. This is what we're doing while we're doing whatever it is God has called us to. But you still want to know if you should move to a different town, take that other job, marry this person. This doesn't tell you specifics of each of those things. It just tells you how to go about doing these things and what approach to take in life. You still want some specifics? It goes on to say, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold tight to what is good and abstain from every form of evil. That sounds pretty straightforward, too. If Holy Spirit is trying to send you a message, either directly in prayer time or through somebody else, through circumstances, don't cast it aside out of hand, but test in prayer, in Scripture, if this is indeed from God or not. And again, it's looking at how we're using our words. Are we speaking in jealousy? of somebody who has more privileges than I had, or backbiting or contentious or slanderous, you know the list, of people who have had more success than I have. Or are we grabbing hold of what is good and staying away from what is evil? And then God will sanctify you. He will take care of the rest. In future programs, we'll look at how Christians, past and present, have found ways to do exactly this. Listening to God, following God, testing prophecies and spirits. It is our own heart we have to guard, and our own tongue that we have to tame. Jesus even said to his disciples, if I want John to live forever, what is that to you? We are to live out the mission that God has given to us, with His calling, and trusts that He has promised that He'll work it all out. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations! You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good.